Welcome to the Friendly Moms Club podcast with Jen and Carly. We're the new mom friends you didn't know you needed. We are creating a safe space to bring moms together, lighten the heaviness, and find joy in the everyday moments. Together, we will share our own experiences of being new moms while navigating the topics we wish more people talked about. Join us every Monday to hear us skip the small talk and dive right into the uncomfortable. Here we are on Mum Day. Happy Mum Day, Jen. Happy Mum Day, Carly. Exciting day. I know. And we are drinking these delicious iced coffees. So Carly has this Nespresso that we use, and we got these like iced coffee ones. And a little mum friend gave us a hot tip that at Trader Joe's, they have this brown sugar, I don't even know what it is. Oat creamer. Brown sugar oat creamer of some sort, and it is delicious. It's so th- thank you for that tip. It was. Mm-hmm. I think it's a knockoff of the Starbucks, you know, the mm. shaken oat espresso. Yeah, yeah, the cold shaken brew. espresso oat, whatever. There's like an oat, an oat. <laughs> brown sugar. Brown, brown sugar. sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what this is. I'm going to have to look again. That's but what anyways, it is. Trader Joe's, it is delicious. And it was like $1.99 for that thing. Bless you. So, and it's so hot out right now here yeah. where we are. So like iced coffee is just, it it's is hitting, hitting the spot. I know. It's great. I'm, I'm here like for it. We're like today. We are really on we the same page. We actually often have little, what's it called? Like when you jinx each other. We're on the same wavelength. Talk at the same time. I yeah. don't know if there's another term for it. Maybe we're like twins separated at birth. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Eh. You're way too good looking to be my twin. That is so far from the truth. What do you mean? We are both beautiful. We are, just in our own ways. In our very own unique ways. Yeah. I always tell an ad, because like, I'm a little crazy, but instead of saying crazy, I always say I'm quirky. You are, yeah, yeah. Right? We're both like, very quirky. We're quirky. We have our quirks, but I love that. I wouldn't want to not have quirks. Like, I've that's always boring. been an odd person. And you know what? I'm not everybody's cup of iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> See what you, you like did that? there? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. We went out this past weekend for we Carly's birthday. We did. And honestly, like, it was just so much fun. But it's just fun to, like, let loose. I know. Let be your quirk fly. Yeah. Let your freak flag fly. Yeah. Like, it's just. Yeah, have a little fun. Yeah, we had fun. We danced. <laughs> I had my little handheld fan. Yeah. Okay, we've talked before about we're very sweaty. And what I actually like about Jen is that we are, like, she's equally as sweaty as me. And I, there, I can count on one hand how many people in my life I've met who can go head to head with the sweat situation. So I love that. But so, we were at a bar and it was hot in there. And, you know, we were having a couple adult beverages and dancing and mm-hmm, mingling mm-hmm. and all of that. And we're postpartum. She brought a fan to a bar for yeah. her own birthday. My little handheld fan. And you know what? My friend there reminded me that I did this before I had a baby. And I did this before I was pregnant. We did a girl's trip to Victoria once. Oh. And we'd be out and I'd bring up my little fan. And you know what? Everyone laughs at me until they need the fan. And then they're like, oh, this is glorious. You lent it to me and it was actually game changer for the night because I was so sweaty. Like it was hot. Like it's a, like we're in high 30s that day. Like it was hot and I was just like sweating. My face was sweating Mm -hmm. and so she, I just put it on the table in front of me when she lent it to me and I was like, oh this actually is powerful. Who cares what anyone thinks? Like you can judge me all you want. I am loving this. I'm much more comfortable. Mm -hmm. I can enjoy myself more and then later on in the night, Carly was like going around and like people. fanning everyone. She's like, ha, my fan club. And yeah, she's, she's very punny that night. I Apparently really when you punny. drink, you get extra punny. I, I was very punny that night. You were. And your dad loves puns. So I think that's oh, yeah. why we my, bonded. my husband just, I think, gets we're along buddies. with her. Yeah, right? We're buds. Yeah. Butteroos. So today, let's talk, talk about, about sleep, baby. baby. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about you and me. me. 
I don't know the rest. I don't Let's know. Talk about all the good times and the bad times. That but you get the gist. We are talking about sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Or lack thereof. I was gonna say it's actually not sleep. It's how much, how little of sleep that you yeah. get. And, and what I did not realize that sleep that doesn't even that doesn't start when the baby is here. This whole sleep problem actually starts in pregnancy, which yeah. was like I I did not know that. No one warned me about that. Everyone just kept telling me. Oh, catch up on sleep when you're pregnant. Like, catch up on sleep before the baby gets here. And I was like... But you can't sleep! (laughs) That sounds easy enough, but no, no, no. It does not actually happen. There's so many other things that happen in pregnancy that prevent that that no one talks about. I know. And the thing is, I had heard about it in the third trimester from being uncomfortable. And it's common to get insomnia then, which we'll talk about. I didn't realize it could start as soon as you get pregnant. And I think it's from elevated levels of progesterone. I think. We'll fact check that, but it's definitely hormonal. But from the like few nights before I found out I was pregnant, I started having insomnia. And then when I took the pregnancy test and it was positive, I was like, oh, I see. I see. I, yeah. There's just, there's so many reasons. Maybe there's a scientific progesterone reason, but there's also just bodily things that are happening. Like, okay, not. Not scientific, like the progesterone. Yeah, How do you yeah, explain yeah. it? it? There's there's other things that yeah. lead to the lack of sleep. It's not just hormones. It's also the your, nausea and your vomiting. Head. Yeah. Yeah. The mental aspect of things Peen. can really prevent it. Peeing all the time. All For the time. people, it changes different times in your pregnancy. You'll get this, like, need to pee all the Mine time. Mine was instant. Oh, like yeah. really from the start? Maybe because I was just too busy being sick. So yeah. I didn't notice that. And you were that. probably severely dehydrated <laughs> for a long time. Okay, maybe. So I didn't notice the peeing thing till later on. Yeah. But that's a real thing. You get up to pee all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, especially as you get bigger, you're uncomfortable. Back pain. There's only certain positions you can sleep in. And so when you're like me and I love to sleep on my stomach and all of a sudden you can't sleep on your stomach anymore, that is, yeah, that that hits you hard in the sleep game. Like, how are you supposed to keep sleeping when you can't sleep in the nothing, position you sleep in? Nothing is similar to sleeping on your stomach. Like no. if you're a back sleeper and you got to like wedge a little to the side, that's different. But if you are a stomach sleeper, I guess you could kind of go like, I don't know. But when your That's tummy rough. gets big, it is. Yeah. There's no and you're nauseous spot. and then your boobs are ginormous. And Honestly, it is just rough. Just no one talked about that. I yeah. just was not, I guess, prepared for it. So it, I feel like it was worse because everyone yeah. just kept telling me, oh, are you catching up on sleep? I, I would if I could, but I can't. And everyone says, oh, when you're pregnant, you're so tired. You're going to go to bed at like 7 p.m. I never had that. I was tired. But I wasn't so tired that I could go to bed early. And I had all these other things keeping me up. Anxiety, yeah. uh, nausea, heartburn, peeing. Yeah. You know, just I was busy playing out my future in my head. I didn't have time to sleep. Or once you start, like once you can feel the baby kicking, you're like, oh, oh yeah. was that enough? And you lay down. Yeah, counting it. And then you're counting how many is happening. Yeah, it's rough. Or as soon as you lay down, because what happens is mm-hmm. your movement lulls the baby to sleep. So during the day when you're busy and active, the baby's sleeping inside you. And then when you lay down... Then the baby is like, huh, it's time. time to, yeah, it is time to go. And then they start moving and Practicing kicking. their high kicks. And so I've heard from so many women. For me, it was a little bit different. Like, I don't know with you with the yeah. um, anterior placenta. I didn't feel as much. So this one wasn't as big of a factor for me. I felt more movement at night, but it wasn't. Yeah, same. We both it, had that. It wasn't too bad because of the, pl- the position of the placenta. But I know other moms who have said it is actually so bad. Annoying. And you can't, because it's just. It's just constant. They are moving and kicking mm-hmm. and elbowing and like, it's just 
Yeah, it's very hard to fall asleep and get in that restful state when you have something literally You literally have a you. growing human inside of yeah, you. Yeah, like that's moving around and trying to party and you just want to sleep. I see I wanted that and I would keep myself awake waiting for him to kick. Yes. But I had an anterior placenta, so it's kind of like a, a mm-hmm. block. You don't feel as much. Plus, my little sweet Henry's a little bit of a potato and he was a potato inside. He like he moved enough, but he didn't he was not super, super active. No. And now that I've met him, I'm like, oh, it all makes sense. I know. <laughs> As he just lays there. Every time he's we play, he's blob. just like lays there he just and looks, loves looks at all the, the other babies. And all the other babies are trying to yeah. like hit the others on the yeah. head or like suck on their head. That's common. Yeah, and yeah like, I love that. When they eat each other. Henry just like looks just around. He just like takes it all in. I he's don't know. very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Except if I'm trying to change a diaper, then he has to roll. Yeah, of course. Whatever. Um, so yeah, there is a lot that happens when you are pregnant that's going to change, that's going to affect your sleep. So there are some stuff that we kind of found helpful. Yeah. What do you think the number one thing is that you did when you were pregnant to help you sleep better? Pregnancy pillow. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually had two. I had one for on the couch <laughs> and one for in the bedroom. And then I also had like extra pillows because I yes. you just make it like a little pillow fort. Seriously. And it's yeah. very important. And aircon in the bedroom. That yes. is yep. top of the list. If you're in a hot place, it yeah. makes, it's a game changer because you're already hotter when you're pregnant. Yeah. And you don't handle like you have lower heat tolerance as well. You've, yeah. Yeah. Just like mentally. I was just like, no, I could not handle the heat. No, none of it. So. None of that. Yeah. Yeah. The pregnancy pillow. You loved yours too, right? Yeah. But I always thought it was stupid. It was one of those things too mm. that people talked about. And I'm like, like, I like minimal pillows when I sleep. Let me, <sighs> let me do this. I, I, guess I used to sleep sleeper. with one yeah. thin pillow and that was it. I've graduated post-pregnancy to two pillows now. Wow. But like one is still like literally this thin. It's so thin. But so when I'm like, why do people like pregnancy pillows? Like, I don't like snuggling. I'm not a snuggler. Don't touch me when I'm sleeping. So why would I want a pillow that's touching me all the time? Like, those are the thoughts that are going through my head. But my sister had one. So she gave it to me. And one day I was just so fed up with my sleep that I was like, fine, I'm just going to try it. And like. It's lovely. <laughs> Game changer. Lovely. They're great. And yes. if you don't like lots of pillows around you, mm-hmm. you can also get little wedges you can put yes. underneath your hips. Yeah. Because when you're pregnant. You're not supposed to sleep on your stomach and um, also flat on your back can make you a little lightheaded. So it's good to kind of offset your hips a little so you can get little wedges so that you don't have to have these massive pillows. Although just try it, please. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of them, like mine was really long, so I could put it in between my knees because it helps take the pressure off your hips too. Yeah, for sure. Because you're going to start feeling that pain and pressure. So when you can actually have a long enough one or a wedge or another pillow to go between your legs, that's also... It was lovely. It makes a difference. The pregnancy pillow was fantastic. (laughs) It it was a lot of work though, because like you'd have to get in your like specific mm-hmm. position and then you'd be awake laying there, not able to sleep. And be like, yeah. And then even I have like, to pee and you're like, no, yeah. I just got comfortable. And then you have to move all the pillows, roll out of get bed. In and out of bed. And even <sighs> getting like being in bed and flipping to the other side is like an Olympic sport when I you're know. very pregnant. And you get it's, sweaty like us. <laughs> you're like, yeah. so what's oh dropping down? Yeah, the yeah. aircon. Very important. Yes. Very important. Yeah. But what did you do to help with the like anxiety at nighttime and the like ruminating thoughts? And so, I mean, I talked about this with my therapist a lot. And so I would listen to either like a mindfulness practice, a meditation, doing yoga before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, like having headphones or they actually make headbands that have like Bluetooth speakers inside that you can get from Amazon. Um, and you can even put them across your eyes. So it's kind of like an eye mask. headphones lull all the senses at once right and then this way it doesn't because if you just have like earbuds or speakers it can be uncomfortable to sleep on and they can fall out 
So if you order something like that, it's super helpful because then your partner doesn't have to hear it. Mm -hmm. So I would just play like some sort of mindfulness practice. Um, There's one specifically for like insomnia, lack of sleep. There's ones for stress and anxiety. There's ones for pregnancy, pregnancy meditations. There's a lot of really um, like ones that are not like encouraging. um, Positive. Positive and like affirming pregnancy ones. Like I will have a healthy baby. My body's capable of being pregnant and you know, yes, those are good when that, if your thoughts, your dark thoughts are keeping you up, those can be very helpful. Yes. And if you're having a lot of bad thoughts, I mean, we've said this before in other episodes, but if you're having these bad thoughts and they're just not going away and they're staying and you can't get rid of them, it, it's a good thing to talk to a therapist mm-hmm. and maybe you might, might need to take some medication for yeah. a short period or of time start counseling or, or, you know, start doing something to take care of your mental health because it is going to affect you a lot in pregnancy. But then when you have the baby, it can really come into play as well. Definitely. So if that is a thing and, you know, doing these little mindfulness practices and stuff and that doesn't seem to help and they're really still circling in your brain, just again, is the encouragement to reach out and yeah. ask for help because it's not yeah. okay. You if, don't want to just be laying there in no. bed every night, just if drowning thoughts, in your thoughts. Exactly. If your thoughts are actually keeping you awake, then yes. definitely reach out for help. Yes. Because, I mean, it's common, but it's not normal as we Yes. Like and if you're say. just having like some thoughts and it's, you can't shut your brain off. And because sometimes for me, it's just like, they're not necessarily brain, bad thoughts, but my brain, it, the, the thoughts are just going and going. Yeah. So that for me is when I can put on sleep music, white mm-hmm. noise, some sort of mindfulness. It just kind of focuses my brain on one spot and then I can actually fall asleep. So yeah. one thing my therapist actually recommended is telling yourself things like, um, okay, the day is done. I've done everything that I can today. I've complete, even if you haven't completed all your tasks, mm. just saying like, I've done all of the things that I was capable of doing today. Yep. Today, I, you know, I took great care of my baby and tomorrow's a new day and tomorrow I will finish the things I didn't finish, but just telling your brain, okay, the day is done. It's time to rest. It's time yep. to sleep. Yep. And even just saying that over and over again has been, that was very helpful for me. And I also find sometimes I need to do a brain dump before bed Mm. so I'll either write a bunch of things out on my phone or like on pen and paper because I can't sleep if I know okay tomorrow I have to do this this and this and I'll I'll stress about it that I'm gonna forget it or um like I just yeah it won't come to mind and all your best thoughts come to you at midnight I know honestly when you're in bed yeah so doing a little brain dump before bed and then if there's things you're worried about Mm -hmm. um write them out you can have like don't have serious deep conversations with your partner but it is a time to get things you know little things off your chest um write them out and then tell yourself okay the day is done I was great today high five tomorrow I'm gonna do this the day is done time to sleep Yep. And that was helpful. I think that it's a good thing to note just pen and paper is the preferred method yeah, stay so that you're screens. not on your phone because screen time can really hinder your ability yeah. to sleep. And it can still be just like that thought that keeps going through your head. Write it out. Like there's just write it out. It gets it out of your head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's enough to just like stop the thought from repeating itself. Definitely. And so, I mean, I've had to do this a lot in my therapy. I have really bad nightmares. And that's a very common thing when you have a nightmare and you wake up to write down everything that you remember from your bad dream. Interesting. And it's a way to help yourself process it. So your mind actually like almost organizes things. And so it's very common. So having that pen and paper beside your bed, just in case you need to do that, like, crap, I need to do this tomorrow. Like, oh, the baby's coming in seven weeks. I need to get this. Mm-hmm. Like, just write it down. And yep. you're going to be like, okay, so it's on the, sh-. you know, it's yep. not going to sit there in your brain. So, And if they're scary thoughts, then you can read them the next day and reflect on them. And yeah. you can look back and be like, okay, every night this week I've had this thought. And then it can tell you like, okay, this is consuming me more than I think. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't realize like how often you're having these thoughts or how yeah. 
debilitating they yeah. are. But other than a pen and paper, there's other things we also recommend yeah. to have on your nightstand. Yes. Food and snacks. Snackies. Yeah, like real thing. And even in the beginning with the nausea, I needed to have crackers. Mm-hmm. on. So on my bed stand, or night bed stand, nice stand, what do you call yeah, it? Same, same. Is a bed stand a thing? Yeah, I don't that's, know. Uh, that's like very common for me to misinterpret stand. my words and yeah. sayings and I say yeah. the wrong thing. And mix I get, your words? I get made fun of No, you, you wix your words. Well, that's different. I couldn't even say that. Anyways, on my nightstand, I had crackers at all times. And every night before bed, I would have to have something to eat, like literally right before bed, so that I wasn't nauseous through the night and I could actually yeah. sleep for a little bit. And then I'd wake up and I'd have to have more in the middle of the night. And then yeah. I, in the morning, before I even got out of bed. Before you sit I'd up. Have, yeah, before yeah. you sit up. It's a very good idea if you've had nausea problems to eat something because it helps regulate your body again. Yeah, your blood sugar. Yes, yeah. your blood sugars. Because then when you sit up, if you try to just get up and jump out of bed, your blood sugars and you can get really dizzy and lightheaded. run to the toilet to throw up. And <laughs> nauseous. So mm-hmm. snacks. Snacks. And also sometimes when you're, well, often when you're pregnant, you wake up in the middle of the night starving. Yes. Like this like gut-wrenching yes. hunger. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing. So I had some like salted almonds when I was like actually hungry just mm. for a little bit more mm-hmm. sustenance. And then I did the same yeah. thing. I had to have crackers before I got out of bed yeah. um, to stop the dry heaving. Yeah, I actually had like a little basket I carried around and it had a little peppermint roller because that really helped me with my nausea. Mm-hmm. I had, I don't remember what else I had in there. I had candy. Snacks. snacks probably um, water maybe yeah well i had my jug bottle. Always, oh yeah <laughs> i'm a water jug kind of gal yes. if you're watching i'm holding up my <laughs> nice I think it's jugs a, thank you i think it's a two liter jug um yeah. i also had the exact same one it's from costco and i Love had the exact it. same one in pregnancy because it's great it was it was just like you get thirsty but then also it got really hot and then being pregnant i was just extra hot you're also and thirsty. throwing up everything so the, you <laughs> yeah but i like my husband would fill it up for me and mm-hmm. i would just Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was good. great. And like you put a little ice and it stays really cold. So it's like refreshing water because sometimes you need cold water. Warm yeah. water just eh, me. Yeah, cold is nice. It doesn't work, right? Cold so, is in. yeah. It's in. Another thing I did often, kind of going back to the headphones, I'm not great at listening to. Uh, meditations when I'm trying to sleep because I find that I have such a busy brain that it bores me. <laughs> I just, it doesn't Fair. relax me. Yeah. Um, for me, I find meditation works best if I'm actually moving. I actually would listen to podcasts because I didn't want to be on my phone and watching TV and watching TV will put me to sleep, but then it affects my quality of sleep. So on like the really bad nights once in a while I would. And then I was actually too nauseous often to read because it made me feel more nauseous. Like I was car sick. So I started listening to podcasts at night and so many random ones. I actually, my favorite one was the birth hour. It's a fantastic podcast that, um, has listeners on and they share their birth story and it can be really great because it can, kind of expose you to a whole bunch of different birth scenarios and really prepare you for birth might not be the best idea if you're on the anxious side. I was going to say this probably would have been terrible for me at bed, yeah. but everyone is so everyone different, is different. Right? You can listen to like funny ones. You can yep. like look up your favorite celebrities. Everyone has a podcast now, <laughs> including us. So you can have like lighthearted fun ones yeah. that you don't care if you fall asleep in. Sometimes I find having something to focus on mm-hmm. actually puts me to sleep because it calms my mind. So podcasts yep. were big. And then at when pregnant, when I was having those like bouts of hours of insomnia, mm-hmm. I found sometimes it's best to get out of bed, yes. have a snack, kind of a change of scenery. And then I'd go back into bed and I would listen to my podcast and I would tell myself, it's okay if you don't sleep. If I was up for three, four hours, I would have to tell myself it's okay. Cause otherwise yeah. I would stress about it and be like, okay, if I fall asleep now, I'll get six hours of sleep. Oh, yeah, if the, I fall asleep now, I'll get five hours of sleep. Yeah. So the podcast was a good way to still like you can't just lie there and stare at the back of your eyeballs or back of your eyelids. 
So it gave me something to do that also kind of facilitated sleep if my body was going to allow it. And I think the reset is important that Mm -hmm. get out of bed, do something, go to the bathroom, you know, wash your face, like just do something. Read a book. Maybe not wash your face because that might invigorate you some more. So maybe terrible advice, but do something, (laughs) right? Like just, just give your body that little reset and then try going to bed again. So. I highly recommend a bowl of cereal. <laughs> I it also was, like nighttime yeah. cereal. Same, same. We're so, oh, yeah. Same, same. Yeah. Twins that separated. So why we get along. <laughs> yes. Yeah, cereal's good. Yeah. Because you can have a little bowl, you can have a big bowl. I know. Sometimes you can have I'll two like, bowls. I, <laughs> I'll have the leftover milk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. then you just got to pour more yeah, in. You and then you finish. Yeah. I know. I the know. amount of bowls of cereal that I ate while standing in the kitchen when I was pregnant, uh, uh, it was excessive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah, it was great. I did. I loved cereal. When I could eat, when I could eat cereal, it was good. Rough. So I feel that's most of the stuff about pregnancy and some of it will, same, same between. Crossover. Oh, another thing is if your partner's a snorer or if you suddenly start snoring during pregnancy, hello, that was me. My husband actually started sleeping in the spare room because I was keeping him up and then he was tossing and turning and getting mad at me and telling me I'm snoring. So he started sleeping in the other room and that actually worked really well for us because I needed my beauty sleep. Also, those pregnancy pillows take up a lot of room. So depending on the size of your bed and just like... Get a king size, just Schematics. Yeah, if you can. (laughs) Yes, if you you can get a king size bed, but also, yeah, your partner might have to sleep somewhere else because sleep is important. It is. We'll go over that at the very end of the episode, but it is so important. So it's honestly, there's lots of actual relationships Mm -hmm. that people don't sleep in the same bedroom and it works great for them. And we're not saying you need to do this forever, but if it's a short term thing, it might be worth it. So it's something to consider. Talk to about your spouse um, and just see, because for us, we had a king size bed and it worked out with the sleep pillow. But I think I took up like two thirds of the bed with it. Oh yeah. Because it it was, it's seriously large. And then all my other pillows and I would tell my husband that every heartbeat gets a third of the bed. So because I had two, (laughs) me and baby, I'd get two thirds of the bed. That's fair. Like, yeah. Fair. Oh, and another thing for sleep when pregnant, you can get excessive thirst if you've been either vomiting all day or Mm. just too busy to drink water or too nauseous. So I would often do that. I'd get like a wind around like eight o'clock where I felt better and I would just like pound water, but then I'd be up all night peeing. So don't do that. Learn from me. I mean, you've got to hydrate, but also don't chug a liter of water before bed because you already have to get up to pee. So then that would lead. Yeah. You got to find your balance. Yeah. 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 Eat the cereal. Okay, so postpartum. Like, honestly, sleep is just not existent in the first, like, six to eight weeks, I would say. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not existent. I was going to say. I, I'm trying to be positive here yeah. for everyone's sake to be like, but it. It's like, very hard to, you, you're you not going to be getting eight hours of beauty sleep. You're going to be very small chunks yeah. throughout the day yeah. is what it's going to look like. It's not going to be some big, long. And it's not all night sleep. Restful night sleep. It's just yeah. going to be small chunks power naps that you are taking randomly to try to keep going. And it's just about getting your body to keep going in the beginning. Yeah. It is not about rest. Really. You just can't, you're not ever feeling rested. No, you, cause there's so many things to do. Yeah. So like babies, they need a lot. They're so funny. They're just like these little meatloaves, but they need you for everything. So like, Everything that a baby needs, somebody has to do it for them. And then on top of that, you're, if you're breastfeeding, you're learning to breastfeed and then you have to feed the baby every three hours. So you have to feed the baby often. Mm -hmm. So you have to wake them to feed sometimes. And then you feed them and that takes a long time. Those little buggers keep falling asleep on you. And then if you're trying to increase milk supply, then you have to pump. 
and then or you're just pumping and bottle feeding or even if you're giving formula you still have to like prep the formula and wash the bottles and sanitize the bottles washing and sanitizing takes up way more time than i think anyone could ever have imagined it is it's a job and you have to do it a lot exhausting and it is because i think you always do it at the time when you're gonna sleep it's one of those like yeah i go to sleep craft the bottles like it's one of those yeah you always leave it kind of to the end and so it seems way worse than it it is but it's it's a it's chore. It's a lot. And then you have to feed yourself. You have yes. to clean yourself. You have to clean the baby. Yep. You're, you don't have to clean your partner. They can do that on their own, hopefully. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Maybe they can't. And then you want to shower. And then like yep. the routine, it just takes so much longer. Like you have to feed and then you have to change them. Then you have to settle them. And then you have to get them to sleep. And then you have to transfer them to a sleep, sleep yep. space. And then you need to pee. You need to eat. And then all of a sudden the baby's awake and you're like, oh, here we go again. And figuring Rinse out and your repeat. routine. Right? Yeah. Like it takes a long time to figure out what you're going to do. And then when you feel like you're finally in the rhythm, something's going to change. And a then visitor. You have to, then you have to, <laughs> I mean something with the baby, but yes. Yes, the freaking <laughs> visitors. They sometimes don't stop. We love we love yeah. getting visitors, but at the same time, we hate it. Like, it's just yeah. a love-hate relationship with people wanting to come over because it's great and you love it. But at the same time, it's, exhausting. it's just like adds a wrench into your plan, yeah. right? So then you're having to like recalculate things. Then are you just going to pump in front of them? Like. What we talked about last week, like boobs are just going to come out because you can't just wait and not do it because then it's going to interrupt other parts of your day, namely sleep. Sleep is what's going to fall to the back burner. But sleep is one of the most important things to do. You need to make it a priority. To do. And our, I think it's episode number four. We'll link it below. We talk about how to survive the first month, month postpartum. Yes. And one of the things that we really suggested was put those visitors to work, make yep. them bring food, get them to hold baby while you sleep, yep. um, get them and to do things that be helpful and take them up on whatever offer it's going to be and say, great. It's so nice to meet you. You want to hold the baby. Great. I'm going to go lie down for 20 minutes. Even if you don't sleep, even if you can just rest and close your eyes for 20 minutes, maybe listen to our podcast. (laughs) Those people are going to be there. You, all your loved ones, you're going to be able to see them and socialize with them when you are feeling better and you're getting more rest. Yeah. So in those first little while, sleep is the most important. So like, hi visitors, love you. I'm doing well. I need sleep. If you can hold it for half an hour, I just need to lie down. Like take them up on these offers and rest. For sure. Shower maybe for two minutes and then rest. Yeah. Or 20. Yeah. Yeah. And then. That is true. What else keeps you up postpartum? Oh, the mind. The insomnia continues. Uh, Yeah. It doesn't. It's like the ever, never ending list, to-do list of the invisible load of motherhood, which we Mm -hmm. will talk about in another episode, but it's a real thing. I mean, we've talked about it already. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much to think about, so much to do. And my baby's not gaining weight. She's not eating enough. I'm not producing enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't pooped. When did she poop last? We had a whole chart that we were filling out with everything. And I'd lay in bed and be like, we didn't fill it out. So I'd have to get up and I'd have to fill it out because if I didn't, I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah. So there's all that overactive mind. Like it's all very important stuff. But it's, it's it's stimulating. I found getting out of yes. bed and feeding the baby so stimulating. Mm-hmm. But then I found when I tried to breastfeed him in bed that he never he didn't feed well. He just it was harder. So I had to like take him and come downstairs and I would often pump and give him a bottle and then I have to put the milk away and it was a whole it's a process. Stimulating. Yeah. And then my husband's next to me snoring and then like I said last episode I'd get him to get up with baby or was mm-hmm. that this episode? I don't know. No, nope, last episode. All right, last episode. Yep. Um I'd get him to get up and feed baby and I would so I could stay in sleep, but then he would get up, feed baby, change baby, settle them and fall asleep before me. <laughs> yeah. And my Ugh. husband and I talk about this because he if I get up with her to give her a bottle because we bottle feed, he doesn't even wake up. He doesn't even register it. 
And most times I hear her and I have to wake him up when it's his yeah. turn. Because we take turns. So we do one, then the other. Like we just rotate back and forth. But I get up for every single time. Like every feed. Like every you don't time get she out cries. of bed, but you wake no, up. No, but I wake yeah. up. Whereas he doesn't. He only wakes up when either it gets really bad and he hears it or if I wake him up. Yeah. So when he gets smacked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I, he gets little pushes and nudges from me. And sometimes I have to get like quite aggressive to actually get him up because he's in such a deep sleep. Ugh. And, but I'm awake and he'll go feed her, come back to sleep, be snoring again. And I didn't even get out of bed and I'm still awake. So it's just, it is, it is so hard. I cannot get up and feed and then go back to bed right away. No matter how tired you are, Mm -hmm. you will feel like a zombie walking. You'll lay down in bed and be like, why can't I sleep? And it is frustrating. And then you start negative self-talk. And And that's why it's important to make sleep a priority for the whole day, not just nighttime. Yes. Um, Something that actually really worked for us, one of the top strategies was each person having a dedicated four-hour chunk where they are not woken. So first we did it at nighttime where I would pump and then I would go to bed and I would lay down. And I mean, we didn't do this as much in the first month. This was more like once we got into a routine, mm-hmm. I think probably week like four-ish we started this. But I would pump, leave the baby and the bottle with my husband, go to bed early. I was going to bed at like 8 p.m., mm-hmm. which I've never done. Yep. Um, not even when pregnant. So I'd go to bed early and then Jeff would deal with baby, feed him give him a diaper change and then bring him up and then very quietly put him in the bassinet next to me. And then I wouldn't be on baby duty until the next feed. So usually since I went to bed before that feed, it would give me a four, sometimes even five hour chunk of uninterrupted sleep. And that was life changing. Yeah. And then later on I would actually get up. I wasn't ready to do this right away, but eventually I felt okay going to the spare room. So I'd get up for his last feed overnight and about five, six in the morning, I'd go to the spare room and then I could sleep for like an hour or two mm-hmm. uninterrupted without a baby next to you. That makes such a difference because yes. you're not hearing all their grunts and groans and you could yeah. have like a real power nap. And yes. that, yeah. It, it revitalizes you yeah. for the day. Like it actually get gives you the actual energy to get up and be the best mom and care for your baby. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not sleeping... Yeah. It's really hard to do your best and care for your baby. You're, you're going to do it. Your body... Yeah. You're biologically back, like, wired to yes, do it. Yes, your body is going to do it, but it is going to take literally everything you've got, and it is just exhausting. And to like to have fun and really enjoy the process, you need to try to get some sleep. It needs Definitely. to be a priority. And at least rest. You don't always yes. sleep, yes. but rest. So like Jen said, when you have visitors that come over and they're offering to hold the baby, even if they don't offer, just say, hey, can you take baby for half an hour, go shower and go lay down for half an hour in a dark room, close your eyes, put an eye mask, put on a podcast, whatever makes you happy. Just quietness. We actually would schedule certain visitors, usually the grandparents to come over and hold the baby while I went and had a nap during the day. So this was after my partner went back to work and it was life changing. Even if I had a good sleep the night before, I always napped and I'm not a napper at all. I work shift work and I really struggle napping before night shifts Mm -hmm. but after a baby (laughs) anything goes (laughs) it was easy it was good um so yeah take those people up on those offers yeah get your chunks literally forget about your house oh it does not need Mm -mm. to be pristine and this like perfect clean environment the priorities are you and your baby getting sleep you know feeding pumping cleaning the bottles yes or pump parts or whatever that you need to clean the minimal yeah that is it. The bare like, minimum. The rest you can do at a later time. Like who cares about your guests coming in and there's like some bags on the like it yeah, just put doesn't them to matter. work. Yes, put them to work. But 
The first priority when you have any time is rest. To rest, And we yeah, really want sure. to just like drive that idea home of like, forget about the house, forget about these other things, especially in the beginning. Then you can slowly bring them back up. Once you have the routine down, once you have a bit more time, baby's sleeping better, feedings are farther apart, then you can have, you know, way more time for cleaning and uh, meal prep and, you know, all those yeah. other things that you can slowly add back in. And also to help you postpartum, um, in our episode four about how to survive postpartum, we talk about all the systems and things you can do in your house to yeah. prepare you. So if you have stations throughout your house, you have diapering stations in every room, mm -hmm. you have little postpartum baskets for your own self-care, you have clothes that fits you at the front of your closet. Yeah. If you do that before and you set yourself up for success postpartum, then all of the time you could have been like that you would have spent, you know, finding diapers or finding yep. clothes that fits. You use that to rest. Yep. Five minutes here and there will add up. And you're going to be yes. so grateful for 15 extra minutes. Exactly. You're just going to be like, oh, this is glorious. Yes. And yep. like um, have spare baby outfits. If you live on a split house, yep. split floor house, or yep. even if it's, you know, a long walk to the bedroom, have extra clothes for baby, have extra clothes for you, yep. have snacks and phone chargers and water like in every area of your house. It sounds so silly, but when you're so tired, getting up and walking across the house is exhausting. Yeah, it is. And you're just going to be a little bit like a zombie. And yeah. we just, yeah, we really want to drive home this idea in this episode today is just how important sleep is. And there's so many factors that go into why maybe you're not sleeping very well, but at the end of the day, you just need to try to prioritize it. Yeah. It is a form of self-care. It is important for you and for you to be able to function the best that you can for your family and for Definitely. your baby. And you can't control everything. You can't control a baby. You can't make them stay no. asleep longer. I mean, if we could, yeah. <laughs> we would have. Yeah. But do what is within your control. Yeah. And, you know, social media can wait. Catching up with visitors, phoning yeah. friends, all of that can wait. Although yeah. sometimes a nice visit and having adult talk, like that was really refreshing. But just prioritize yourself, like, say, okay, we have these yeah. people coming today. What do I need today? Do I need a social visit or do I need a half an hour rest? Or maybe you need both. Yeah. 15 minutes of eat. Yeah. Like it makes a difference. Yeah. So. And like your body, like we said, it's biologically wired to survive this time. Yes. You run on adrenaline. It is shocking how yes. half decent you can feel with such little sleep, Yeah. but you will feel so much better and actually mentally feel so much more stable if you can get yourself a little bit more sleep. And I think you just enjoy it more Yeah. when you're sleeping a bit more. Yeah. And you're not going to be having these long stretches, but if you can get five, six hours of broken sleep in a 24 hour period or even more seven, yeah. you're going to feel a lot better. It's going to be good. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that is sleep. That's it. Yeah. We talked about it. If you have any good tips of what helped you sleep or little mom hacks, definitely comment below. Send us a DM. We can share it. Yeah. Email us. Just let us know. We're happy to share mm -hmm. all the advice. We will take any advice from, e from everyone, yeah. right? Like we want to know what worked for you. Because we're not experts. No. We're new moms. I mean, we've been through the postpartum, like the fourth trimester. We both survived that yep. relatively unscathed. I mean, of. we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah. We know what happened and what worked didn't work for a lot of other moms. Like this is something we talk about a lot and sleep because it's so important. Yeah. We talk about it a lot. Um, but we want you to share your experience with us as well. Yeah. We like hearing other stories too, right? So if so, you happen to have like 17 children, 
Tell us how you do it. <laughs> yeah, what worked? What didn't work? We would like to know. Exactly. Asking for a friend, but not really. Definitely. I'm, I'm not getting good sleep, so I will take any tips. So Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not fantastic. You're not getting good sleep. But, yeah. but just, you are doing all of the things you can yes. to optimize your sleep. Yes. Because it is really important um, to optimize your sleep and your rest. Well, yeah, I'm taking it very seriously. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if you weren't, you would be sleeping half as much probably. I know. And I, yeah. 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 Okay. So let's talk about our mom day mantra because this is exactly it. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. So put sleep at the top of your to-do list. Simple. Yes. Optimize your sleep, optimize your rest. Because we all know that saying sleep when the baby sleeps is absolute trash. Sure. Sometimes you can nap when baby sleeps, but there's so much other, so many other things we talked about bottles and pump parts and breastfeeding and feeding yourself and showering. That's what you do when baby sleeps. Mm -hmm. So you cannot sleep all the time when baby sleeps. There's all the memes out there that like went around about like mom's washing bottles. I mean, they sleep when the baby sleeps and asleep on the sink and like there's so many other things and it's it's not actually practical. So that saying, although it sounds great, is not actually a real thing. It's no. not practical. I mean, so, sometimes you can sleep when the baby sleeps, but also yeah. you can only do that if you put sleep at the top of your to-do list. Yes. If you have other priorities of entertaining people or cleaning, cleaning your, your house, house yep. or I don't know what other people Making do. Making food for people. And yeah. <laughs> returning bring fo- their own food. Returning phone calls and... Yes. Yeah. 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 Although I did spend time picking out cute baby outfits, but... Minimal time. Do things that fill your heart too. Yeah. But sleep yeah. at the top of the list. Definitely. Because you can't, what is it? You can't pour out of an empty cup. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's close enough. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. I think it's something, something like along that. those lines. Yeah. You got to fill your cup so that yeah. you can help other people. Save yourself first. Yep. Like the airplanes, put on your air yeah. mask before you put it on anyone else. Definitely. Same idea. You have to take care of yourself. For sure. So yeah. Let us know if you have any questions, what you liked, what you didn't like. We always want feedback and we want to mm-hmm. hear from you. Tell us your tips or just commiserate with us. I thought you were going to say something about tits. Yeah, show us your tits. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about? So yeah, well, happy mom day. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye Bye now.